You're listening to sermons from Crossroads Community Church. You can find out more information about Crossroads by visiting our website at crossroads.cc or by visiting us on Sunday mornings at 1420 Lakeside Drive in Yorktown, Virginia. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year to all of you. Um, I was just thinking this morning, where have you guys been? It feels like I haven't seen some of you since last year. Yeah. You have to say dad jokes, right? I actually made a couple uh, New Year's resolutions. One I made in 2022. Uh, the goal was uh, for me to lose 10 pounds and only have 15 to go. So I'm doing okay. <laughs> I also made a, a New Year's resolution to be more assertive this year, if that's okay with you guys. <laughs> All right. So seriously, though, it's good to see you. Hope you had a good Christmas. I hope you've had a good New Year so far. Uh, I'm excited about what God has for us uh, this year. Uh, So thanks for joining us in the building. Thanks for those that are watching online. If you're a guest with us today, welcome. And uh, thanks for for coming to Crossroads on the first Sunday that we were open in January. So thanks for being here with us. So we're starting a new series today. It's a great time to, to jump in. We're starting a series called Expectation. And uh, this is a, a word and a series and a message that God has placed on my heart, it has been burning in me since last, um, last June. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm really passionate and excited about today and this series is going to be a great one for us. So we're talking about expectations, expectations. I looked up the word in the dictionary and this is what it says. It says, a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future expectation, a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Now, you know when you uh, look up a word in the dictionary and then they put that word in a sentence for you so you'll understand how to use it in a sentence, here's what the sentence was underneath the definition. Reality had not lived up to the expectations. Boy, isn't that true? Reality had not lived up to the expectations. Uh, we have all kinds of expectations, and we place them on all kinds of people. Uh, when, we, when we get married, um, you may not realize this, but when you get married and you stand before the person that you're marrying, your husband or your wife, you have an invisible backpack full of expectations on, and so do they. And the moment that you say, I do, and you go home, you take those, those, um, that invisible backpack of expectations and you place them on the other person. And if you've been married for more than a day, you realize that reality does not live up to the expectations. Amen? Um, <clears throat> Christmas, what a great, a great time of year. We come into Christmas with all kinds of expectations, you know. We're excited. It's going to be a great time. But then, you know, uh, you burn dinner and the family's being fighting and the kids are spoiled and it's like reality does not live up to the expectations. You send your kids off to college, right? With all kinds of dreams and aspirations and then a month in they call you and they're like, I'm coming home, I'm done. Reality had not lived up to the expectations. You get a great job, right? Looks like a great job, you're excited about it, you've heard great things, you get there, and there's way more drama in the office than you thought, it's kind of toxic, reality had not lived up to the expectations. And guess what, church can do that too, right? You come to church, you you hang out here, you come a few weeks, you're like, this is great, or whatever church, this is great, everyone was welcoming me, I like the worship, I like the sermon, it was all good, I'm excited. Um, But then somebody hurts your feelings, or the pastor says something that you don't like, and then all of a sudden, reality 
doesn't live up to the expectations. Um, I want you to know this morning that although it's probably not fair to place our expectations on others, in fact, psychology today tells us that, um, that we should just live our life without expectations. In fact, that expectations are the happiness killer of people. That's what psychology says today. And there's probably parts of that that are true. It's not really fair to place our expectations on our, on our spouse, on our kids, on our, on our meal, on our holidays, on our job, um, on our boss, whatever. Because if we come into those things thinking that they're never going to let us down, you're going to realize pretty quick that they are. Right? But there is one, and this is the point of the series, there is one who we can place our expectations on who will never let us down, who always comes through, and his name is God, and he, he always comes through, he keeps all of his promises, his promises are yes and amen, they all happen in his time and in his way, but he'll, he's good for it, he's good for it. So this year, let's not lower our expectations of God. Maybe you need to lower your expectations on some other things, but let's not lower our expectations on God. Let's raise them confidently in him this year in 2023, expecting God to do big things. Amen? That's what we're going to be doing as a church together this year. Now, every series that we're doing this year will have two things. It will have a, a memory verse and a prayer. And all of us are going to work together on this memory verse and all of us are going to pray this prayer in unity as we do this series, and all of them will have their own. So write this verse down, if you would, in your notebook or on a piece of paper. Um, it's John 16, 24. That is the, the theme verse of this series, and it's the verse that we're going to all work together to put to memory. Some of you already know this verse if you're in some of our uh, deeper groups here at Crossroads, but it goes like this. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. If you know it, say it with me. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Now, I do realize that that's on the screen right behind me. So all of you are like, you said it. That's good. Um, but in the next few weeks, we're going we're gonna to try to do it without the screen, and we're going to say these verses together. So memorize them. And our prayer is this, as we're all going to pray together in unity. Lord, teach us what it means to live, or to understand what it means to live in expectation. Lord, teach us, to, teach us what it means to live in expectation. That's going to be our prayer together. And we're actually going to spend some time at the end of this service praying that prayer together as well. All right, James chapter 5. Um, I will tell you, I am jumping around a little bit today. I, I tend to like to kind of hang in one place. Um, but this message isn't really set up like that. So uh, we're going to be jumping around a little bit. So if you've got your Bible, you can jump with me. But we're going to start in James chapter 5, verse 7. And it says this, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. This is a great verse about expectation. How does the farmer wait? Does the farmer um, you know, does he just kind of put a chair beside the field and say, gosh, I hope everything grows. That's not what the farmer does. The farmer cultivates the soil. The farmer plants the seed. And then the farmer waits in expectation for the rain. And when the rain comes, the fruit comes after. 
So that's what we need to do this year. We need to come to him in expectation, as sure as the farmer comes, waiting. We're going to do our work. Waiting doesn't mean that we don't do anything, that we just sit and hope that something happens, but we wait. We do the work. We, 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 we get passionate about the things that God's passionate about. And as sure as the farmer waits for rain, the rain will come and the fruit will come because of it. So 2023 is going to be a year that we pray, that we anticipate, that we confidently expect God to do what only God can do. I want you to know this morning that following Jesus was never meant to be boring. Following Jesus was never meant to have your arms crossed and say, you know, I just, I can't wait for this thing to be over. I wish it was over now. Romans 12, 11 says, never be lacking in what? Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Zeal in the original language here means white hot, boiling over. Following Jesus should be one of the most exciting things that we get to do. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm trying to fan the flame and get you guys lit up this morning. Can you tell? I'm trying to put some embers on the fire. I'm trying to get this thing, trying to spray it with gasoline to get the fire lit. Because the reality is that some of us are coming out of 2022 with a really small ember that's barely burning. And we can't walk into 2023 with dead wood. We can't walk into 2023 with wet wood. We come expecting great things from God this year, passionate about who he is, passionate expectation, because I want you to know, Jesus is a breath of fresh air in this old, stale world. He is. God's word is a breath of fresh air. Prayer is a breath of fresh air. Serving is a breath of fresh air. So we should be passionate about the things that God is passionate about. And so we're going to place our expectations on him. There's several things that I want to share with you really quickly. And again, we're going to spend a a little bit of time in the end in prayer together, prayers of expectation. But there's several things that God talks about in the Bible that are important. He talks about them a whole lot because they're important to him. And the crazy thing about it is that these things that he's talking about that are so important to him are actually the things in our lives that can, can become very lukewarm, And these are the things that as we walk into this year, we need to be even more passionate about. So I'm going to give you three of them. Uh, as As we look at the vision of this year, you'll find these three things in all of the vision that we have for this year. Number one, we're going to have a passion for prayer. Prayer is to be passionate. In Acts, we see the New Testament church getting together, raising their voices in prayer, and the place shook. That's exciting to me. It's not just, you know, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray to the Lord. You know, it's none of that stuff. This is passionate prayer. It says in Matthew 21, verse 13, it says, he, he said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. The scriptures declare, Jesus says, after he clears the temple, after he, you know, he gets a little passionate about some things, he flips over tables, he makes a whip, he He drives the people out of the temple. He drives the money changers and the animals out of the temple. And then he says, you have turned this into a den of thieves. But my house is to be a house of what? Of music, right? A house of sermons, right? Now, all these things are good. But he says, but my house is to be a house of what? Of prayer. Passionate about prayer. James 5, 16 says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Fervent prayer. 
If it's not fervent, it just might not avail. <laughs> but we want fervent fr- prayer. The, the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I'm encouraging all of us to, to, to go after God hard in prayer this year, to have passionate, expectant prayers, to be real with God, to, to talk to him like he's your best friend. I don't know if you've ever been in a prayer situation where you ask, hey, is there anything that anybody wants to pray about? And somebody says, yeah, I have something to pray about, but it's unspoken. And I'm always like, unspoken? Like that prayer needs to be spoke, amen? (laughs) We need to pray that prayer. Say it out loud, unspoken. So here's a few ways that you can be involved in this prayer, in in the year of expectation in prayer. Number one, we're starting today. 23 days of prayer as a church. Today's day one. That's why we're going to pray together at the end of this service as day one as we kick off these 23 days of prayer. And then we have 21 days of prayer following today uh, on our Bible reading plan. So on the YouVersion app, you can look on our, on our app to find it. If you're following our church, you already see it. But we've been reading Bible plans together, and so we're going to pray together the next 21 days. It has prayer prompts and other things for us as we read over this the next 21 days. So day one's today, then 21 days to follow. So now we're at day 23. You understand the 23 days of prayer for 2023. And on the last day uh, of of the last day, this 23 days, on January 29th, we're going to gather together for a time of worship and prayer as a church. Ryan Kondo, good friend, great worship leader, will be here uh, that night to worship, do, lead, lead us in worship. We've got food trucks that are going to be here, and we're going to gorge ourselves on scrimp shack and tacos from Blazin, and then we're going to all fast together until the next day at dinner time, praying together and asking God to do what only God can do. So those are some ways that you can jump in right away as we start this year Um, giving God this first month of the year, 23 days of prayer, starting today, reading and praying together tomorrow, finishing with a big dinner and then a fast as we pray together. So we're going to have passion for prayer. And we're going to have passion for God's word. Number two, God is passionate about this, and so we need to be passionate about it. I think one of the best things I heard from so many of you last year was that you fell in love with God's word again. So many of you told me that this past year. Like, I fell in love with God's word, or I fell in love with God's word again. God's word is so refreshing. If you've ever read it and it's come alive to you, if you've ever been in a group that's reading it together and discovering it and applying it, uh, you, you realize how good it tastes. There's nothing like it. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. It tastes so good. God's word tastes so good. When we read it, we know that he is so good. I don't know about you, but this Christmas I ate. Anybody? I ate. Uh, most, most of the year I try, to, I try to keep the weight off. And You know, once you hurt, hit about 40 years old, for all of you young people in the room, once you hit about 40, everything you eat turns into your gut. So, uh, you know, I, I work really hard to, to, and I drink a lot of smoothies and salads and clean stuff. And but at Christmas time, boy, I ate, I ate. We had some great food. We had um, tenderloin, which was incredible. Uh, then the rest of this, you know, Heather and I cooked ourselves for our family: sweet potato casserole, twice baked potatoes, rolls, garlic parmesan, green beans, sausage stuffing. Anybody like sausage stuffing? Mm. 
fried oysters. I fried some oysters for us. My wife has this amazing pumpkin roll that she makes. I had chocolate truffles, pecan squares, Rolo cookies, cinnamon rolls. All of it was so good. So good. God's word is like that kind of feast every day. Like that kind of feast every single day. Once you taste it, Peter says, now you know that the Lord is good. It's powerful. Isaiah 55, 11, God's word is powerful. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. It accomplishes God's purpose. And it accomplishes God's purpose in us. I hope that you want to have purpose this year. I hope that you want to have a life that has meaning this year. I, want you, I know that you want to do something that matters this year. Then read God's word and do what it says. Read God's word and do what it says. God's word directs us. Psalm 119, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. You don't have to guess if you're confused. I, I don't know if I should do this or not do this or which direction should I go. God's word will lead you. God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even, into, even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges thoughts and attitudes of the heart. When we read God's word, we find out that it is a book that is alive, very much alive, and it still speaks to us right where we are. He says this thing is so sharp that it gets to the invisible things. The thoughts. It, it, God's word knows what you're thinking before you even think about thinking about the thing that you're thinking about. That's how great God's word is. It's active. It exposes. It's like God's MRI machine. You know, coming on Sunday mornings and listening to this sermon that we have every week is not enough. It's good, and I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're watching, but it's not enough. It'd be like eating once a week and then having me feed you, right? Who's up today? Come on up. I'm just going to put a little bit of food in your mouth, and then that's what sustains you for the rest of the week. That's not what God's Word is supposed to do for us. It sustains us every day. It's not enough. We've got to be in it every single day. And so in 2022, I pushed really hard to help you fall in love with God's Word again. That was our goal. That's what we wanted to do, and many of you said it. Over 100 of you read the New Testament this summer, the entire New Testament as a church. Many of you are following along on our Bible reading plans. Many of you are commenting on those. But this year, I want to push us farther. I want us to read. I want us to respond and reflect and remember. You're going to see these four words everywhere this year. We're going to read. We're going to respond. We're going to reflect. And we're going to remember and so we have these journals for you. If you'd like one, there's really nothing special about it except that the, it's got a really great cover on the front. If we run out of these, all you need is a notebook. It's just white paper in the middle, okay? And so we're going we're gonna to read God's Word. What we're asking you to do is to jump into the reading plans, to, to, to jump in with us. We should have over 100 people reading with us as we do these reading plans together. Read them. Read them. That, many of you did that last year. This year, go farther. Respond respond. This will tell you how to do it, okay? Respond. Take part in the discussion. You know at the end of the reading plan it says talk it over or what's the best thing you read? Uh, some of you do, th do that already. So, in fact, um, uh, Rob Cuthrell 
he must get up at three o'clock in the morning. I don't know. He's always the first one on that thing, and he always responds. All of us need to respond. You know, respond in some way to what you read, God's Word. Respond to it. Respond in your group. Let them know how God's changing you because of His Word. Reflect. Um, follow the the prompts that we have for you on this reflection guide. This is a bookmark that you can stick in your journal. As you reflect on God's Word, take, take the memory verse. Take some other part of Scripture and paraphrase it. Ask questions. Pray over it. Highlight words in it. Cross-reference it. We're trying to teach you how to feed yourself this year. So take these things and, and do it. And remember, remember, um, memorize God's Word. Take that verse that we're working on and, and take it from just you know, being on the screen and stuff and put it in your mind and your heart this year. Um, so grab some of these as you go this morning. Again, we're trying to push you uh, a little farther this year to read, respond, reflect, and remember this year. I hope that you'll jump in with us to do that because God's Word is that amazing. And I want you to, I want you to know it this year. Gosh, I want you to know it. So uh, we're going to be passionate about God's Word. And then last, we're going to be passionate for people because God's passionate for people. If it's important to God, it's important to us. Let's never come to a place where we believe that our church is just a place that we have so that we can come together as a church. We have to have a passion for God and for people. He loves people. He loves you and he loves us gathered together right here. But the Bible tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish, but have ever, everlasting or eternal life. Yes, God loves us, but he loves the world. And not just does he love the world, he, what's the word before that? He so loved the world. He so loved the world. And anything that God's passionate about, I want to be passionate about as well. And so let's pray and expect God to use Crossroads this year again to just startle the people in this community to startle the people in Nicaragua. You know, we, we spent the last two years in, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of inflation, in the middle of so many challenges, and this church has raised $100,000 each year to just startle the community, to startle Nicaragua. Every dollar goes straight out of here to just completely blow the minds of the people around us. We don't ask for anything in return, we just give. We just love people because God loves people. And so this year, let's do it again. What do you think? Let's startle them again this year. Um, I think they're kind of expecting it now. That's good. I want them to. I want them to. Um, this little church of 300 people in the last two years has raised over $200,000. That doesn't even include the ministries and the other mission things that are done. I wouldn't even know how to put a figure on those things, but we've, we've seen some incredibly beautiful things over the past couple years, and I, I pray that in expectation that we will again this year. We've had some incredible baptisms. We've had some incredible ministries. People, people. God's passionate about people. Acts 20 verse 24 says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. I want you to know this. A life not lived for others is not a life. A life not lived for others is not a life. You might be in a really tough situation right now. If you feel bored, if you feel discouraged, if you feel hopeless, 
about your situation, this is kind of a hard truth. We might be too focused on ourselves. Because the moment that you step outside of yourself and your own situation, and I know you're saying, my situation is real and it hurts, and I want you to know my situation is real and my situation hurts too. But the moment that I step out of that and I begin to serve people and get to the things that God wants me to do, the moment that my eyes are taken off of my situation and onto other people, the things that are important to God. So I challenge you this year, especially if you're coming into the, this new year with just barely an ember lit Get passionate about the things that God's passionate about. And that fire will begin to burn again. Get passionate about prayer. Get passionate about God's word. Get passionate about people. And let's come together in expectation for great things. Now, one last scripture for you, and then we're going to pray together. This is in Revelation chapter 2. Um, and it's not on the screen, so you might just want to write it down. Revelation 2, verse 4 and 5. And again, maybe you're coming in with just this small ember, barely burning, barely holding on. It says in Revelation chapter 2, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. I, I think that's a good place for us to stop in this verse for a moment. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you've fallen. Consider a time maybe in your life when you were more passionate about God's word when you were praying more often, when you were serving and, and, and invested in people. Maybe there are times in your life when it's been, the fire's been hotter than it is right now. Consider how far you've fallen, it says. And then it goes, repent. I love this about God. He always gives us an opportunity to come back. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. I certainly don't want that for this church or for you. Repent and do the things you did at first. So I hope that you'll join us this year in expectation. Uh, in 2023, we're going to have a passion for prayer, a passion for God's word, a passion for people. And uh, let me show you on the screen real quick. This is our, um, this is our vision for this year. I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to give any more details, but you'll be able to pick up, you know, is this, is this expectation for prayer or for God's word or for people? Let me just read it. The year of expectation, we're going to place and raise our expectations on the only one who will live up to them, God. We're going to join together in unity as we pray in expectation for God to do big things in 2023. We're going to expect God to startle our neighbors and Nicaragua because of the big give. We're going to expect God to change us because of his word. Everybody's reading God's word. Everybody's responding to God's word. Everybody's reflecting on God's word. Everybody's remembering God's word. We're going to expect many to trust Jesus fully. We're going to expect to see resurrection power in our lives. We're going to expect God to teach us to have joy in all circumstances. We're going to expect everyone to step outside of themselves and serve others. We're going to expect and anticipate the return of Jesus. Amen. We're going to expect all of us to have greater faith, to expect the best from God, to expect many prodigals to come home. Will you join us in that this year? The year of expectation. So let's start um, this 23 days of prayer this morning with uh, just a time of prayer. Uh, we have two um, of our elders in training. They're going to come and pray. Uh, Tim and Bruce are going to come. Uh, and if you want to bring anybody with you, you know, gra grab somebody with you and bring them, 
bring them up with you, and they're just going to come and offer uh, a prayer of expectation, and they may have a few words that they want to say. But again, these are two of our elders uh, in training uh, that you guys nominated that were, um, they're kind of going through the process, and um, we're evaluating them, and they're evaluating us, and the whole deal, but I'm excited to see them come and, and pray. So let me grab the microphone, and oh, you got it. And you guys, if you have something you want to share for a couple minutes and then pray, go right ahead. I'll just keep pushing Tim right to the edge. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is what it means to be an elder, hanging on the edge. But <laughs> All right, you guys pray, and then we'll, we'll worship a little bit. Okay, as we enter this time of prayer of expectation, uh, I, I took some notes, uh, one to keep it concise and then to not ramble too much. So uh, prayer matters, but this is sometimes hard to remember. We pray with expectation, but then we always put the hook of doubt on the end, if God so wills it. Uh, And this is uh, hard because it's also hard to fathom a father that would move the heavens and the earth to answer our prayer. In Acts, we read about Peter who is in prison and the believers gathered in in a room to pray for his release. And God answered. He sent an angel to Peter and let him out. What's even more amazing is when he goes to the house where they were praying and he knocks on the door, a woman opens the door, sees him, slams it in his face, runs back to tell everybody Peter's at the door and they can't believe it. Uh, So Acts 12, 5, it says, but while Peter was in prison, the church prayed earnestly for him. So please pray with me now. Dear Father, we do earnestly seek uh, you, and we have full expectation that these goals that we have put before our church, before our people, before ourselves, will be answered. And we rely on you to give us the how, the when, and the why, and to be satisfied with that. In Jesus' name, amen. It's unbelievable how beautiful it is from this perspective. We love you guys so much, and thank you for just loving us. Uh, But it seemed remarkable as I was sitting over there, which I should have had expectation um, from God as he delivers uh, on his time the things he wants. I read in Matthew this morning the story of the sheep and the goats that Jesus told him. When he returns, he, with all his angels, he puts the sheep, uh, they put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And the sheep are the people that fed others, served others, gave them something to drink, visited them in prison, and it reminded me of this body. You do it all the time. There's a, a saying, you know, God won't give you anything you can't handle. That's a lie sown by Satan in this world. Those things are to bring us to him. Right to the foot of the cross. When you do that, give him your life. 
you get everything he's got. Joy, peace, comfort. The list is long. No fear of death. My mouth is so dry. <laughs> um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is a verse that I memorized years ago. It saved my life. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That is instruction and a promise. Uh, I pray that for our church this year as we do this. So I'm going to pray about joy. Peace goes right with that joy. Um, Being able to see past what we are looking at into the unseen. The expectation of eternity. So what happens here really doesn't matter. It can suck and be hard. But if you go to the foot of that cross, it's very doable. And a blessing. So I'm going to pray for you guys, this body, that we all have joy and, and And I pray God does the things that need to happen for that to to go down. Father, we come to you together in prayer, seeking your face and your son. Please have your hand on all of us. That we all just love on each other. That we forgive each other. And that we serve each other. And I pray for that joy that can only come from you no matter what in the world is going on. Pray that for each and everybody here. As uh, our sister Melissa told Stephanie and I a couple nights ago, joy comes in the morning. And that's all you. So Father, have your hands on us. Whatever's going on, pray it forces us to look right at you. Because when we do that, we don't see what's in front of us. Thank you for your son. And I ask all of this in his holy and precious and beautiful name. Amen. And I have a prayer request. Every two months, 
We go to UVA to get an MRI. See if her cancer has recurred. That's tomorrow. Again. And we get the results Tuesday. My prayer is for our family. That God gives us the faith to praise him no matter what the results are. Pray that thing is clear too. But our faith comes from God and if we ask for more, he'll give it. And I don't get a chance to ask this many people at one time. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Crossroads Community Church. If this message was meaningful to your life, please let us know by sending an email to office at crossroads.cc. You can also watch our services live every Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. or visit our campus in Yorktown, Virginia. If you would like to connect with us, fill out our Connect card by the link in our podcast description. We hope you have a blessed week, and we can't wait for you to listen again soon.